turn that down. Welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Did I come in too early on the song? I, You know what? There's a part of me that thinks I did, and there's another part of me that thinks I did not. And we're just going to have to deal with me coming in maybe possibly a couple seconds too early. Usually I do it by feel. You know how old disc jockeys, they can do perfect intros into songs. They have like, you know, uh, uh, Boston by Amanda. Excuse me, Amanda by Boston. <laughs> or Boston by Amanda. This is a new band. <laughs> they do. It's, it's a Boston cover band <laughs> called Amanda, and they only do uh, the songs that are about women, so it's at least two songs. Uh, <laughs> and... And the disc jockeys, they would, you know, talk over the instrumental part, the thirty seconds, doing the play, doing the doing the the the, the wind up, the play up, to uh, to the song, the, and coming in at number one on the charts, we've got Amanda by Boston, and then all of a sudden, the when the guitar starts and rolls in, or, or when the when the vocals roll in, then boom, uh, that's how uh, that's how the song starts, and they stop talking. Hey, this is great. It's a it's a it's a middle middle of the week episode uh, with the new upload schedule for interviews. So it's going to be a busy month. And first things first, we've got a brand hot new spanking interview with comedian Chris Martin. Chris Martin is a comedian, and he with Blonde Medicine is releasing a brand new album called Above Ground Comedian. That'll be coming out on February 23rd, the day of this record. Uh, I will not say that out loud. The <laughs> the day that this releases is the 21st. I'm recording, I'm recording in advance, baby. Just like I did this interview in advance. It's the sophomore, the second full-length album from Chris Martin. Why am I talking like that? <laughs> I talk about radio shock jocks and disc jockeys for... Two seconds, in, or three minutes, rather. And uh, now I'm talking like an idiot. Chris Martin's sophomore second full album, full-length album, Above Ground Comedian, is available everywhere. You can listen to it. And this guy is a funny guy. He talks about uh, uh, veganism. He talks about uh, his marriage. He talks about being in America as a British person. And he's nice. We had a, we had a wonderful conversation. His child was nearby. He also has a small dog and a wife. Things I've mentioned. Chris is, uh, we had, our conversation spanned everything, including his time at the Late Show, Late Late Show, rather, with James Corden, where he wrote and he performed some stand-up. He's toured all over the world, UK, Australia, New Zealand, other parts of the world, I assume. He's appeared on your television sets in the aforementioned Corden show, as well as I Think You Should Leave on Netflix, which is one of my favorite shows. His first original podcast, the Carl and Chris Comedy Podcast, this is what I'm reading, was invited to be a part of Bill Burr's podcast network called Things Comedy. That's crazy. Wow. He also wrote on XO Kitty on Netflix. Our conversation was fun. We chatted uh, about everything we possibly could. 
You see, I tried to, I, 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 you know, we, we cover We cover the album. We cover the album. That's great. That's fine. But also, I cover. We cover why, why, why this man's in comedy. Why, what he does. Why he does the thing he does. <laughs> why he does the things he does. How he, uh, how he goes about uh, writing. How he, what happens after, uh, you know, the 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 relief felt of delivering these jokes and then working past and finding uh, more ways to do other jokes and everything. And writing with his wife, which is also something that you would think a lot of people do. They would, you know, write with the person that they are betrothed to. But yeah, she was a betrothed. But not a lot of people do that. So I'm, I'm glad to, I was so happy to, to talk to Chris about that and, and how they and how they kind of fell into it. Because they kind of just did. She's an actor. And then they said, hey, let's do it. Like I said, it's Chris Martin, above ground comedian. It's out on February 23rd. You can pre-order it now. Or no, sorry, the day this drops. Yeah, you can pre-order it. <laughs> pre-order it the day this drops. And uh, you can even buy it or listen to it wherever you get comedy, audio comedy specials. Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, the rest. If you want to check out Chris Martin and all that he has to offer, you can go to chrismartincomedy.com, which is, we did talk about that in the uh, uh, episode, and we talked about how I've been trying to get my name, my website, because I I do have multiple websites, but I've been trying to get my website away from um, a uh, adult film star as well as a landscaper down in Florida. So there's that. You can follow Chris on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, and Facebook at Chris Martin Comedy. And then on the Facebook one is Chris Martin Comedy Fan. Chris Martin's a funny guy, and I'm so glad I got a chance to sit down with him. I'm going to pull my headphones off apparently uh, as I reach to go and warm up the transitional music. If you want to watch a video version of this interview, you can head to youtube.com slash C plus comedy where uh, there's other things, including video versions of the mainline podcast, the constitutionals, as well as video versions of late night, lately and LinkedIn logs. Late night, lately is the late, late night pod, late, late show podcast. Wait, the late, the late, late show pot. I don't know. It's a late night podcast. I, I, I completely forgot what the tagline was. And then uh, LinkedIn Logs is the business podcast, baby, where I talk about jobs and everything. It's uh, not as serious as it sounds. You can listen to those wherever you get podcasts. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, at C Plus Comedy, me, at Chad Black White. And let's go over to Chris Martin right now. I probably should have started this sooner rather than later because this is 30 seconds long. All right. Uh, enjoy my conversation with comedian Chris Martin. Bye. Well, I just want to say uh, congratulations also on this uh, new album. That's uh, fantastic that uh, you're able to put this out. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I was excited to do it. Um, I was the baby was coming, and I was like, oh, I have this material. I want to do it because 
I was more like once the baby comes, the material will change and feel different. So I was like, right, let's get this recorded. So yeah, I was happy and I uh, got to do it in DC where there are nice, nice savvy crowd, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, it was really fun. Thanks, man. What, uh, how did it feel when you were finally able to just get this weight off your shoulders of all this, all this uh, standup that you've been building up for the past couple of years? Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like you feel, you want it to go well, um, the recording, um, you're still like enjoy, you want to have that fine line of still enjoying the bits, but, um, but like you're not bored of them. You're also ready to say goodbye to them, I think. So like some of it I was just starting to feel was like, um joke about vaccines and not it's not like very covid heavy because i feel like the covid material became very boring very quickly but um just that and then a couple of stories i was like okay yeah these feel i've enjoyed telling them but i have to say you've got to say goodbye to your babies sometimes not your actual baby not my <laughs> actual my baby i have to can never say goodbye i can say goodbye but i have to return to him um <laughs> if i want to be a good dad but the stand-up was like, yeah, this is good. Let's get it out there. And now I'm in this bit of like, oh, I need to come up with a new hour. And it's mm. um, it's exciting. But also you're like, oh, some of the bits aren't as good as the old bits. So yeah. um, it's uh, it's a whole process. When did, uh, so was it the child coming? Was it was it him that kind of, or them that sparked that, that, um, that, that prescient need to get the special going was it or or did you feel like you were ready at that point in time besides having everything yeah uh, ready to go yeah i think it was a bit of both it was like i feel like i think like some people i used to do like an hour every year when i was doing edinburgh festival um and i think some comics i was like i could do an hour every year a whole new hour and then some comics were like i think bill burr once said it's like he does it one every two years because he has more life lived to talk about and I think I'm on the same, I'm on the same scale. I think this is coming out almost exactly two years after my last album. So that does make sense. Um, yeah, I feel like two years I like hit the point where I'm like, okay, cool. This is, I've got the stuff in that nice level of like finessed and good, um, but it's ready to say goodbye. But then weirdly, as soon as I recorded the album, some of those stories I found like extra little jokes. I was still doing them for a couple of months and I was like, oh man, I should have, there was like another, there was like, there was like another couple of months in this, but, um, yeah. but maybe that's because you take the pressure off when you don't have the album to record. Um, you suddenly go, oh, this, this, this actually there's, you kind of play with it more, I guess. Yeah. Well, you now in this world of uploading things to TikTok and Instagram and, and having to have, constant videos come out on a based on a daily basis and you could, you could always take those jokes and those extra bits from the jokes and just you know go out and go and do an open mic while you're doing new stuff bring in an old joke and then throw in that new stuff with it to see if it still works i mean i but i've never done i don't do stand up so take that as you will no 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 that's right you are right though you can nowadays it's like the good and the bad of it is you can record anything and everything and put it up um it's always that fine like yeah i'm always in that weird not battle but like i want to put stuff up but you also i think sometimes the it's hard you want to have some level of quality control mm -hmm. and i think sometimes people just throw any old any old bit up and i'm like oh, is that is that the best version it could be um sometimes people care some people sometimes people don't care but um but maybe yeah, we're always fighting our own battle in our heads about like how good the bit can be. But, um, yeah. but yeah, you're right. It, it can, I can still breathe new life into it in a different form.
Well, how do you know when a video is ready, when it's something that, hey, I can put up this 30, 40 second clip and this is going to be something that performs well versus that quality control part where you go, I don't know if this is good or if I should put up this crowd work or if I should put up this actually written down thing. Yeah, I'm uh, the crowd work stuff is uh, I've put up a couple, but I am I'm that specifically i'm a bit like i feel like the quality control on crowd i think it's making audiences worse actually because i think they think they're going to be in a crowd work clip so they start shouting out and saying stuff um yeah. and it becomes some people are very good at crowd work but a lot of it is just quite like lowest common denominator so and like i can do crowd, like i'm coming from the uk i can do crowd work because the audience heckle a lot in the uk so i'm used to it and i can do it but i just find it um I feel like when you're doing it and you're it's hard to be present when doing it, if that makes sense. Like feel yeah. like people are doing it now for the internet. Yes. Um, and that's what I'm trying to just I'm trying to still do my stuff, enjoy making the good bit, and then sometimes something I'll make it and I'll be like, Oh, that's it, that's a funny bit. And then it just I start to go, um, some of the stuff I'm like, oh, I don't even want to keep that for like a full hour, like a new hour. I go, it's not quite enough. And then sometimes I'll put it up, but then sometimes I'll be like, oh, I think this is just really like a good, concise joke and it will work well online. So it just yeah. varies, man. It varies. Now, uh, I, you, your name, you, your namesake, you really, you play with it um, in the press release. Uh, you play with it in some, in some clips I've seen you play with it. Does that get annoying for you to to have this kind of a common name and then people to be like, hey, you're a, you get a great name, name like the Coldplay. I know, I know. Um, it's I'm just so used to it now. Um, I should have changed my name so long ago, and I just didn't. I think I must have just thought I will become as successful or well known as the other Chris Martin. Um, but I I'm just so used to it. I like used to like I, I used to be like I have to do a joke on stage about it. Um, and now in America, you less have to, in the UK. I kind of had to do it more. Yeah. Now I just don't bother mentioning it. And then if someone shouts something out, then I'll say something. But I am um, because it's like I'm so used to, for me. It's not a novelty. So I'm like, I don't need to get this out of the way. I'll just go and do some stand up and people will laugh if they like it or whatever. And then if someone is really that concerned about my name they'll normally shout something out yeah so yeah it's fine it's just it's my own fault i have no one else to blame but myself i could have but actually i was going to use my middle name chris john martin and then uh it turns out the guy in coldplay's middle name uh one of his middle names also john so <laughs> jesus can't get away from it man yeah there's a yeah we're i'm in a similar boat uh except you know with me being in the media this other guy uh his name is chad white He's a porn star. He's an adult film star. <laughs> and it is, it is so, and he, and he's white. And it's so, it's so funny to, you know, if someone Googles me, it's either going to be him uh, or uh, uh, there's a guy in Florida who has a big, I think, um, uh, landscaping business. So we're all like fighting over the same Chad White URL every single year. That's very, so you, you just, you, hang on, Chad, just chadwhite.com is what you're going for. Yeah, that's what I really want to buy that URL. I think that'd be very great for me. I used to, uh, could, is there like a very, could you be like the real Chad White.com or something like that? Like the, yeah, the, I, the, I have the, my the first middle initial. Chad White. 
Oh, you've got your first middle initial. Okay, fine. Yeah. That is, I sure, yeah, most people must have this battle now. Back in the day, it didn't really matter, but now there's like websites to battle over. Yeah. Um, and I used to have Chris Martin comedy. I could never get Chris Martin comedy.com for years because there was a guy, an open micer in America when I was in the UK, like an old dude called Chris Martin. And then I assume he stopped doing comedy. I hope that's why he doesn't have it. I hope that's the reason. It's the more nice of the reason. He was kind of old. So uh, hopefully he's still alive and well. But um, he eventually became available. And another comedian on his podcast, when we looked it up, it was available. He bought it from me. But now he's got, he owns my website, the chrismartincomedy.com. So I have to like, he keeps renewing it for me, which is very nice. Tom <laughs> Tran. Um, but yeah, it's a whole thing, man. Chad White, you can't. I feel like you're the, I don't know the other ones, but um, you're definitely the best one. I'm saying it right now. Well, thank you. Wait until you see this guy's videos, then you're going to be, you're going to turn that tide. I really, okay. I'll email you after this and be like, I, I retract my comment. You're now number two. <laughs> now, uh, you said you were in the UK and obviously I hear it in your voice. Uh, when did you decide to make the jump over uh, to America? It was seven, it's seven years ago, actually. It's gone so quick, man. COVID and feels it's so weird how time goes really quickly um seven years ago um, me and my wife were like let's do it like always wanted to we write together for tv and she acts um and wanted to do more acting opportunities out here so we wanted to like not be cold for a bit so that's why i moved to los angeles so yeah that was seven years ago and now we have um a small dog and technically an american baby our baby's not officially british yet um even though we're both british so if he calls it soccer, I'm going to leave him on someone's doorstep. That's my one. <laughs> what are you going to do if that child adopts a a, 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 a Californian accent as opposed to what you guys have? I don't know. what I think he's going to have the, a, one of those weird... I feel like depending on who he talks to, he'll change it. Maybe it's quite useful, actually. He'll be like, yo, man. If he's speaking to like, you know, that was my American accent. Uh, be speaking to some some California Cali person. Then he speaks to us and might be like, "Hello, father, how are you?" <laughs> um, I hope he, I hope he doesn't feel like that. He, he sounds like a creepy kid who'd haunt you in a movie. So hopefully, it <laughs> right. sounds a bit more regular British than that. <laughs> uh, I I also watched um, your your your, uh, your stand up on the Late Late Show with James Corden. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was that? That's it. That I, I know it's kind of gone by the wayside now. Uh, people appearing on late night shows and that being the big break, but I think that's still a huge, humongous step for for people in the comedy world, and and even for bands to perform uh, on these late night shows. How was that for you? What what did you? What, what was the process of that like? Oh, it was really, uh, it was really great actually. Um, uh, to be on, yeah, it's one of those things I've always wanted to be on, like a late night show, and so I was really happy to to be on it. But it was weird because it coincided with me. I ended up writing on the show for the last six months of the of the show, so I was one of the writers. Um, which did help because then I could show that I could like walk into the booker's office and be like, watch my stand up. Yeah. Um, but it was great, except when I filmed it, like I've done other TV stuff before, but that I was really nervous because if I like tanked, I had to like go and look everyone in the eye at work for the next like two months. I think it was, it was two months after the show. So I was like super nervous. I was like, I knew the stuff. I knew the crowd's good. James is great. He'd always like be very generous and get the audience to like really like because it's kind of weird. It's like you film at like five in the afternoon. It's like yeah. no one's drunk. So it's like guys, just, you know, it's weird to watch comedy, but you know, get up in the so fair play to him for that. And then I was like, 
I was just like suddenly backstage going, oh, I need this to go. This has to go well. Otherwise, how can people, people almost have to like, people have that thing where they're like, well, I, uh, it, was, it was pretty good. And I was like, no. So uh, luckily the, the crowd were nice and the, the, the set went well. Um, and yeah, it was, it was brilliant. Colin Farrell was on, who my wife okay. was very excited was on. Um, <laughs> a bit too excited, actually. Yeah. She, she said to him, congratulations, when she walked past him. On, not on just on being a handsome man. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the, the, the thing went well and my wife didn't leave me for Colin Farrell. So it was really, it, nothing could have gone better. Yeah, but the temptation was there. She was ready to go. If he responded, if he said something like that, you know, <laughs> she would have she would have hop shipped immediately. All right. Okay. Now you put it in a new perspective, Chad. Uh all right. Uh I should be keep I should be tracking my wife's phone, is what you're saying. Okay, I'll be doing yes. that. I'll be yes. to be honest though, if she left me for Colin Farrell, I wouldn't even be annoyed. I'd be like, correct. That's the correct decision. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what uh did you steal anything from uh the, the set when or the set or the offices when you left? Uh, the show when the show ended. Oh, you're back. Sorry, you froze. You froze oh. for like ten seconds after okay. I said correct. I think it was. I don't know what your what your next question is. All right. Uh, okay. Well, here's the question. Uh, did you steal anything from the Late Late Show when the show ended? Do you know what? Um, I didn't steal anything because uh, Corden gave us a really like nice box of of goodies, and one of the things he gave all of the staff, which is pretty cool, was in the last show they they cut up. They smashed the desk up as, a, as like a bit with Will Ferrell. Yeah, he um he actually gave everyone a bit of uh of wood and wood from the desk, which is really cool. So I've got a bit of uh late late show desk in my house. Um, did I steal anything else? I mean, I'd steal a couple of snacks from the uh from the little uh, kitchen because I'm sure everyone does that at work, though, right? You take, yeah. If there's free snacks, you've got to take a couple of snacks. Um, but that was it. Yeah, sorry, I'm not as I wish I'd stolen something. Now you say it, I should have stolen something more important. But you know, I, I make sure work. to steal something from uh, every job I, I work. Uh, I just finished up with CNN. Uh, you're right. I did take some snacks, uh, and I and also I just took um, one of the ends, and I'm gonna place it somewhere. I don't have a lot of room in this apartment, but you, took, you didn't take you didn't take an you you serious? You took an end from CNN. Oh no, I didn't. No, I didn't. All right, all right. I was like, I was like, man, that's a big thing to admit. CN. This is called CN. No, I. Uh, yeah, I think taking perishable goods doesn't really count as theft. But um, ever you got to steal a pen normally. I don't mm -hmm. even. I mean, pens, stationery, stationery, and perishable goods. That's fine. But yeah, if I just admitted to stealing something really significant, it'd be funny. I stole. <laughs> I stole a person. I've kidnapped a member of staff, and they're in my house. You uh, you took CC Pleasance from uh, from her desk. Yeah, I did. I did. Did yeah. <laughs> uh, did uh, so writing for late night and then also doing your own stand up. How how did how was that for you? I how do you balance writing in someone else's voice and then writing in your own voice and trying to make jokes work for both sides? Oh, it's um yeah, it's definitely it's its own thing. Your brain is you know all day you're thinking of jokes for someone else, which is um which is hot like challenging in a good way um but it's very rewarding when you get your jokes on the air so that's cool um and then generally your brain is pretty fried so trying to think of jokes for yourself is hard but then it becomes like that's the walking the dog time i was or in the car that's i i can't sit down and write jokes to myself when i've been writing other stuff all day so it's like walking the dog or in the shower or um or in the car something will pop into my head i might like, just jot that down and then 
when you do shows, you're like, oh, I'll try this bit. Um, and that's kind of like, that's the unpaid hobby at times. Yeah. Whereas the paid work, you've got to, you've got to really put your effort into um, making it for somebody else. It wouldn't work if I was just writing jokes for myself. Um, and I'll be honest, though, sometimes I did say pitch some jokes that I would have found funny but would not have quite fitted Corden's voice. So um, they didn't get on the show. There you go. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I, you know, I write down um, uh, sketch ideas all the time in case SNL ever wants to give me a call. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I always, you're right. Like that is the 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 point when when you're bit when you're working and you're separating that work and you only have the free time to not sit down and write for yourself. Uh, it's walking the dog, taking the shower. That's when the best things come to me. Like when to me, like I'm. It's it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm going to the gym and I have this out of out of this this you know out of this world idea that i think will be funny like uh uh you know doc mcstuffins uh gets sued for malpractice and that's and that's a funny <laughs> bit to me and uh and i you know i write it down and then i move forward and i try to come up with same funny things like that but yeah i just i can't sit down and write something funny and have it be funny it just has to come to me in a moment when i'm not paying attention that's definitely that's definitely the uh, what did somebody say to me um if in doubt, live the... This is my therapist. This is very LA. If in doubt, live the question and the answer will... Um, and you will grow into the answer. That's it. Um, which is quite good advice. I, I never, I'm never quite sure if I understand what he means, but I take it as, like, just just, just go and live life and then, um, then the answer will kind of come to you, um, which is pretty true. Sometimes I'll wake up and like, I'll wake up and I'll have the clearest idea, like it's been in my brain. And I'll write down, this is amazing. This is so good. And then um, it will be absolutely dog shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just like, you're just, I'm just so like 5am. I'm like, so this is, why has no one done this before? This is genius. <laughs> yeah. um, and then it's often bad. Um, but somebody said this to me recently, like ideas are easy, but the execution's hard, which is kind of disheartening, but it's kind of true because you'll be like, oh, that's a funny idea. And it's like, all right, well, what's the fleshed out version? I'm like, I'll have to go and that, that I have to sit down and work out. Um, yeah. But the initial ideas, um, I do think they pop up um, yeah. in fun places. Now, you you mentioned uh, in passing that you write with your wife. Uh, how how, did, how did, did, was she always somebody who uh, you wanted to perform with and write with? Or did you grow organically into that? Um, definitely the latter, because she was... Um, she started as an actor and I started as a stand-up and then I was trying to write scripts, um, get into script writing stuff. Uh, and I, I never found any comics like comedians who I would like align with work ethic wise and time wise. So, uh, she pitched, why don't we write together? And I was like, nah, uh, I was just like, I just thought it wouldn't work. Cause it's like yeah. too much of the same thing. But, but bizarrely, like after a, a few weeks of just like working each other out, is great. She has got a brilliant brain for writing. She coming from acting, she's amazing at dialogue and just really good at like knowing why something doesn't work or should work and emotionally how how to get from A to B. And like me come from comedy, initially come with the comedy stuff, but then now it's kind of blended into yeah, we both have we both kind of tag in on different bits. Um and so, yeah, it's it's very it's also if you just live in the same house, you can't like call in sick from you can't just bail on the person for work. Yeah. She's like, just go just go to the computer now and write. I'm like, okay, 
I'll do that. Um, but yeah, no, it's very, I'm very lucky actually um, that we have the same sensibilities and um, we don't hate each other. Now, does she ever inform your stand-up and, and also with this new child, does he, is he going to inform any of that? Yeah, I mean, um, she does inform it. I, I There's a little bit in the album, but I try to not do too much like, it's annoying when my wife does this because it feels a bit old fashioned that and really a lot of the stuff I'm like I'm almost like I think when you just like like slag someone else off who can't really answer themselves it's like I don't know I feel like it's one-sided argument um I'm normally it'll be like it's weird that she does this I'll be like oh it's because I did this and I'm an arsehole um so she does help inform it but I, I try to avoid it being my wife's annoying pardon me because um thank you um because i'm fully aware that i'm quite um a difficult person to live with sometimes so um that's generally what happens with that stuff and then the baby is i i'm in this battle of like not wanting to just write about a baby because uh right. i knew when before i had a baby people just talked about the baby all the time it gets quite um one note but then on the flip but then on the flip side i'm like well my life is just looking after a baby and doing stand up at the moment and uh, a bit of writing. So that's a lot of the bits are coming that way. So then the challenge is, okay, how can I make the baby based bits different or interesting enough that people, whether you have a child or not, will find it funny. And then if they don't find it funny because they have a child, then that's fine. And that's not the audience. Um, I can only really talk about what's going on in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm I used to try and just do general observations, but I kind of found that, I got a bit bored of that. And I think it's more interesting when someone says, I do this, I am doing this. And then people laugh because they recognize that they might share similar things or, um, or how ridiculous a person I am. Mm. I like, I like that. When, uh, you know, being here and, and having been here for so long and, and doing stand up here and, and it being successful when you were in the UK and working and, and, and doing the scene there had or when you, and then you came here, did you, what were the differences that you saw when uh, you landed here and, and, and were they surprising to you? Were they jarring? Did you feel like you uh, fit in or did you not fit in at all? Um, no, no, it was, it definitely took a little while to get the vibe of, um, of, of what Americans laugh at. I think John Oliver, told ronnie cheng who then told me takes two years to like really figure it out and that's almost i think that was about right that like you could still like the stuff that was universal would transfer but when you really start to understand what people in this country when you live amongst americans you start to be like okay i think this is what you guys care about or don't care about so yeah that was a big thing um it's hard to even like describe it's more like you just have to like uh, you just kind of get a feel the vibe, um, which is not that helpful if someone wants a complete shortcut to how to be successful in America. But um, that that was the case. Generally, the American audiences are a bit more excited to have a good time and laugh at stand up. Um, yeah. I feel like they're like, oh, I have comedy. This is going to be fun. Whereas the UK, people are like comedy. This better not be shit is like what they think. Um, genuinely, I wish that wasn't true, but it's, it is true. Um, apologies if I can't swear on it. I have sworn. You can twice. say whatever you want. Doesn't matter. Okay, good. Um, uh, we don't really swear on my album, but I'll swear. <laughs> swear in this interview, Chad. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's about, yeah, that's kind of the vibe. And then uh, 
and just in Los Angeles, like um, just gigs. When I in London, when I did stand up, you only ever really do stand up above a pub or um, in a comedy club. Then I come here and people are doing stand up, you know, in the back of people's vans and yeah. uh, like in a playground and just weird weird places. Uh, but sometimes it's fun. It's fun to do something different. Uh, but sometimes I'm like, this would be better if it was in an actual comedy club with the correct acoustics. But yeah. it's all good. Anywhere, anyway, you get to tell jokes is a privilege. What kind of, uh, what, what, you know, going around and touring very shitty cities in, 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 uh, in the United States, what have you seen that's surprised you the most? Like if you went to Poughkeepsie, you know, Idaho or Iowa or, you know, middle, middle America, and you just saw like cow dung in the middle of the streets, what is, what's been something that's, that you went, this is, this is the Atlanta, not Atlanta, uh, America's a weird place. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm personally going to say that I didn't, I do not think of certain parts of America as a shithole, but, uh, as you said, but, uh, some bits are, are different. Um, uh, one thing I just, discovered is um vegan in uh in most of america that isn't los angeles it's very difficult um i ordered i asked someone in a restaurant in a thing i go is that vegan and they went i don't even know what vegan is i was all right that's fair enough um i will leave so there's that what what there's nothing like i've not seen anything to too like gross or anything i've just seen sometimes you're being a city and you're like I have done everything there is to do in seven minutes of being here. And th that's, that's more it is. It's like the, the, but that's the same in the UK. Mm. Once, once, if you go to some cities, you're like, oh, there's loads of fun stuff to do. Some cities I'm like, I guess I'm just going to watch below deck in my hotel room all day. Um, it's, but that's just, that's just life on the road. Uh, but everywhere I kind of like going, it's good to go different places. Cause you're like, it's just fascinating. Cause that's when you say like, I could easily go Americans are like this it's very difficult because Americans are all different each state is different each yeah. um each vibe is different so um so yeah I'm I'm always learning and I'm always happy to learn what's it like being a vegan and touring and 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 being in that instance where is this vegan and they're like I don't know like how do you I mean the, the simplest and easiest question would be what do you eat like especially I know. There's a lot of a uh, lot of fries a lot of fries i eat a yeah. lot of fries on the road um fries and then normally you can get like it, it sounds like quite bleak actually now if you go to a place that's not very vegan friendly you can have oatmeal for breakfast you can then have fries for lunch and fries for dinner that's basically it because then every salad's got cheese and you have to do a lot of can i can you take all the fun stuff out of that item right. <laughs> i have that with none of the funds i was in canada i know this is not america but i was in canada and i was in a restaurant looking for something vegan to eat and there wasn't much so i said can i have the pizza uh the veg the vegetable pizza but um with no cheese and the woman went I don't even know how that would work. And I went, what do you mean? I go, you know, like how the pizza goes like base, tomato, cheese, uh, just don't add the cheese. And then she went, how are the, how are the toppings going to stay on? And I'm like, how are you carrying the pizza? Gravity is what works. <laughs> and then at the end of the meal, she was just like, I, I'd like blown her mind. I was like a magician. She was just like, oh, I can't believe you pulled it off. And I was like, 
I didn't pull off anything. You need to get out the. You need to get out of this restaurant and look into the world. But maybe that's a Canadian thing. Um, yeah. So I feel like I'm safe to to say that Canada, Canadian woman, but she'd never heard of a pizza with no cheese, which made me laugh. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it, to me that makes sense because where I am uh, in Atlanta, there's a lot of vegan places. We have a place called Slutty Vegan, uh, and it's it just it takes the idea of in an in and out. Uh, burger it and like kind of just yeah. makes it makes it but vegan like a bean patty or whatever uh and that makes sense but i guess some people just can't grasp the idea that not everybody wants to have or can have the the same type of diets uh around the uh, world no that's true i'm I'm enjoying it that now the way people are trying to sell veganism is to make it as unhealthy as possible have you noticed that people are like yeah. Do you want to have a vegan thing? It's 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 like as gross as a burger, but somehow there's no meat in it. Yeah. So they're hoping that people are more into, they will park their their animal hatred uh, as long as the meal is very greasy and disgusting. But um, but then a lot of the time it's very nice. Um, I, I guess because if you just go, do you want to have vegan food? And it's like a salad. That's very boring, isn't it? So mm. like we all want to have something more fun in our life. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's it, man. It's just it's some people are not going to understand and that's fine i'm not trying to push it on anyone everyone eat what they want but as long as they can have a pizza with no cheese i'll be happy <laughs> that's that's all that's all we're striving for is, all i want in life it's all i want in life yeah our pizza with no cheese our version of that uh yeah. chris uh, i want to thank you for coming down uh coming down just sitting down and talking I came down it came down from my bedroom to here i came across there was no uh incline involved yeah yeah, well, same here. You and I uh, were both the same kind of poor, uh, and uh, Thanks, and uh, this has been fantastic. Uh, it's uh, above ground comedian. Uh, it's February. It's gonna it's gonna be great. I'm uh, I'm excited to listen to it. And uh, you're a very funny guy. And congratulations on this release. Thanks, Chad. Um, lovely to chat to you, mate. And um, I'm a big fan of the tiger artwork you've got um on your living room. So I know I don't know if people are gonna be watching this, but that is very cool. Did you paint that yourself? No, I bought it at a uh, um, uh, uh, antique shop. Oh, cool! I like that. It's big and uh, yeah, I'm I've got art envy. So well done. Yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. It's my it's one of my favorite things in this entire apartment. So favorite, you haven't even put it on the wall yet, but it does. Is that on the wall? Is it hanging on the wall? No, the... it's leaning against my uh, my typewriter right here. Oh, so I, I thought that was like a cool way to to put it up. That's but cool. I I definitely do think about hanging it all the time. I made. That's on the list of things that you'll do in like three years time. Hanging a picture up is like oh, down down the priority list, but it's brilliant. Put it up, mate. That's all I'm saying. Okay, you you think higher or this exact height? I can't see the full scale of your wall, but um, it's a big piece, so I generally it looks big anyway. If it's big, it should be of a decent height, I think. Okay, that's okay. my that's my limited art knowledge right there. You know what? I'll take it and I'll take that in consideration. Uh, and you know, I have some command strips. I'll even I'll even uh, measure yes. it right now. Yeah. That's it, mate. <laughs> good. I'm glad I've inspired you. Thanks, Chad. Have a good one, okay. mate. Cheers. You as well. Take it easy. Bye. Yeah.